You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. By the mid-90s, Neil Gaiman was a hugely popular author known for his brilliant imagination unlike anything else out there. He had written countless comic books from Batman to Guardians of the Galaxy and, of course, Sandman. He had also written Good Omens with Terry Pratchett. Then he and actor Lenny Henry decided to take a stab at a TV show. The inspiration was a peculiar 1984 book called Free Live Free by Gene Wolfe. I'm Roberto Lewis, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for September 12th. And today, we take a walk through London Below in Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere. Perhaps it was Gaiman's immense respect for Wolf. Perhaps it was because it was his first foray into television and the episodic nature of TV series. Gaiman's imagination has always been central to his storytelling. He sees things differently than most. He writes from obtuse angles and tells you a tale that keeps you off balance. Neverwhere broke that tradition. The story itself seems so planted. It could be set in the world of Zelazny, Asimov, or Seinfeld. It's little more than a treasure map, with each episode comprising a different stop along the way to the prize, all painted over with a very game and veneer. Set it in London, but not London. The underground, but not the underground. London below, where things are strange. A pretty girl in trouble somehow brings down an everyman from London above. Then we tag along and watch him learn about this strange dark world of odd characters and long-forgotten tube stations. From the people that brought you Star Trek and practically invented fandom comes the Fanatics Podcast. Talking to your favorite celebrities about their favorite obsessions. Hey, I'm Michael C. Hall. I'm Clancy Brown. I'm Jamie Chen. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. Hi, I'm Deborah Ann Wool, and I'm a fanatic for Dungeons and Dragons. Michael Jordan videos. K-pop. 90s nostalgia. Ghost stories. Harry Potter. 80s horror posters. Ford Broncos. And I'm right, and you're wrong. Fanatics, dropping every Thursday. Neverwhere is quite dark, whether below or above. Reportedly, it was lit to accommodate a post-production process called filmizing, which makes video look like it was shot on film. This was popular back in the 90s. It was used on later seasons of Red Dwarf, for example. But for some reason, the plan wasn't carried out for Neverwhere. The result is lighting that is often just too dark and moody, reminiscent of Max Headroom. The production values aren't terribly high, either. The punches never land, the balls are soft. Most of the violence is jump cut out of frame, but that's for the best. You don't really want to see the frogs used as golf balls or the live pigeons used as snacks. The cast of characters are decidedly quirky. The MacGuffins are plentiful. The only names likely to jump out at you are Freddie Jones, aka Thufir Hawat from the original Dune, and 12th Doctor Peter Capaldi, who, while portraying an angel, almost looks like he's in drag. Exposition is the part of storytelling where the author provides needed context. The Mandalorian provides some of the best exposition in modern media. There's almost none. Context is provided by the characters and actions. Very little is actually spelled out for the viewer, yet the characters and storyline are easy to follow. Neverwhere is not the Mandalorian. Gaiman's world is so random that everything has to be explained at least once. Even then, much of the critical action is barely shown, if at all, only to be explained after the fact. Even when the ultimate goal of the treasure hunt is spelled out, it's clearly not the ultimate goal, which is left to the very end. Once the quest is laid out, Astute viewers will be able to write the conclusion, simply because the story is so rote. 
It's only the game and trappings that obscure a tale we've all heard many times. The book that inspired this was considered quirky largely because of the characters. Gaiman definitely took that on board. Then he did what he could to make London Below equally quirky, while making London Above gray and uninteresting. Call it foreshadowing. This is a six-episode series so obviously constructed you can disassemble it and analyze the individual parts easily. This is not standard Neil Gaiman fare, perhaps because he wrote Neverwhere and saw that he could do better. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for September 12th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.